What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am joined by a very special guest. We've got fellow fitness influencer coming to you live, Mr. Andrew Calvino. What's going on, man? How are you? Oh, that was such a great introduction. <laughs> Thank you, dude. <laughs> Woo. I'll, I'll tell you, you were on the phone with me before we started the podcast when I was making my coffee, so you know I got the caffeine flowing. I'm, I'm literally drinking an energy drink right now, man, and I'm <laughs> hyped, so... I swear I layer my caffeine throughout the days. So basically like the morning is coffee, right? Then from there we go mid morning into the 3D energy. And then Mm -hmm. after that, before the workout, obviously we got to hit the ghost pre. So usually around 10 o'clock at night, I'm still going pretty strong. Well, I start my day off with an energy drink, then midday coffee so that I could give that nice uh, natural caffeine in between. And then evening then i'll take um ghost gamer mixed with ghost legend and then just hopefully fall asleep (laughs) (laughs) actually i'll tell you last night i got my workout in pretty late it was maybe nine o'clock i was sipping my pre and still slept like a baby so i must have just killed my workout (laughs) (laughs) well that's good dude Thanks again for obviously jumping on this podcast with me. I'm grateful to have you on the show. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Give them a quick rundown. All right. So my name, Andrew Calvino, um, born and raised in Miami and just been traveling ever since and just been focused on content creation, just enjoying life, whether it's YouTube, podcasting, representing the ghost fam, just doing me, man. That's awesome. And that's actually kind of how we linked up right through social media, through networking and obviously through ghosts. Yeah, I think I saw you post something, had hashtag ghost lifestyle, and I'm like, yo, who is this guy? And then um, (laughs) I was like, all right, he's a legend. He's about the ghost life. So, And then we just started talking. And then when I saw that you had Wolf's World podcast, I'm like, yo, (laughs) let me me hop on this so I could uh, share my story and just chill with you, dude. No, I appreciate that. It's kind of like we were talking about just the power of social media these days. And I think that so many people overlook like how amazing of a platform a lot of the different networks are for making real connections like you and I have found. Yeah, you're 100% correct in regards in regarding that like social media. I've made network. I've made connections with almost everyone around the world, whether it's in Australia, Europe, you name it. Like I talk to so many people every single day, whether it's about ghosts, alpha elite fitness, life. It's just, uh, it's a great way to connect with good, honest people that are um, leveling the fuck up, dude. I absolutely love it. So, so tell us your story. So start from the beginning, obviously born in Miami and where did things go from there? Born in Miami, did my thing, basically met my wife in 2016. She literally became my adventure. There you go. And um, I basically moved. We moved to from Miami to Delray, Delray Beach mm-hmm. to Georgia, Georgia to now Indy, Indianapolis. Yeah, I was going to say, you've hopped around a little bit. Yeah. And but like I said, she's my adventure and I'm just enjoying life, doing my thing and meeting great people along the way, whether it's through the podcast or YouTube, social media. I'm just mm-hmm. uh, I'm just loving life, man. I'm happy. Well, you know what? And and that's also another great part about networking through social media. It allows you opportunities to work with people in different cities. So if you are picking up and relocating 
into multiple different places, you know, you're already connected wherever you go. And that, and that's something I've found. And actually I might be in Indy coming up potentially in about two weeks. <laughs> oh, in two weeks? I got some buddies who are opening a restaurant and bar concept out there right now. We've got a little bit of content creation we've been doing together. And, you know, sometimes I just love working face-to-face with clients. I think a quick trip might be in order. Well, if the quick trip does come into fruition and happen, we'll, we'll certainly link up. You already know it. Okay, so you're in Indy now. You've lived all over. Where would you say you've enjoyed the most? Delray Beach, Florida. I love Miami, and Miami will always be in my blood. But Delray Beach is like where I first experienced make it or break it lifestyle, where you have to like bust your ass to make it. I don't know. It was just perfect, man. It was like five, ten minutes from the downtown beach area. It was on point, dude. What were you doing when you were in Delray? Because you talked a little bit about the make it or break it lifestyle, which... I mean, some of the listeners can definitely relate to that. So I was, uh, I was just a, I was a registrar in a hospital. So basically okay. I made sure that your information was on point. No one was stealing your identity and your insurance paid. So I was working 12, 16 hour shifts in hospitals just Oof. to do what I needed to do to be there for my wife who was doing her internship in um, forensic psychology. Mm-hmm. So I was just literally just working my butt off just to make sure that we were good. But it was all for, you know, you had a goal in mind. And so it's easy to stay motivated when you know why you're doing something. I love when you talked about just make it or break it, because when you really know you're risking everything and you're putting in all the work and all the effort, that's really when you really reap the benefits of the reward. Yeah, you're 100% right about that. So if you don't mind me asking, like, what's your why? So my why is so simple. It's just my friends and my family. Um, I talk about it all the time. Like, I'm, I, I like to consider myself someone who puts good back out into the world. And so I want to just improve everything I touch. So even if I come in contact with somebody and their life is already good, I want to find a way to make it great because that's just how I've always been. So For me, it's just taking care of my friends and family, uh, giving back to my family as good of a lifestyle as they've given to me. I think that is definitely my why. That is so dope. No one's going to do the work for me. And, you know, I came up as a child uh, with a lot of opportunity and very grateful for my parents for that. I talk about it all the time. And as they are getting older now, it, it just makes me realize that you can't replace time. And so hopefully move them down to Arizona and get to see them more often. Well, you'll certainly, um, you'll certainly make that happen with yeah, a couple of years, man. It's, you will. I, I just said it. I say it all the time. I've manifested it out loud. So there's no reason why it won't happen. The only thing that's going to stop it from happening is if I stop putting in the work, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk uh. about ghosts a little bit. So how did you get networked with, with ghosts? All right. So it was 100% through social media. I literally posted every single day for two whole years (laughs) what products I was taking from ghosts. And it wasn't like me being, it wasn't me like full of shit, right? Like genuinely just loving the products and the brand and building the brand on YouTube, seeing what everyone was doing at headquarters, how they were making the brand overall better. Mm hmm. I just fell in love with the brand. And then um, one day it hit me. I was like, they're not, Ghost isn't doing anything in Atlanta. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I got every single email that I could possibly find 
from headquarters and mm-hmm. I emailed them and I'm like, Hey, um, this is my name. I love the brand. If you guys want to do ever do something in Atlanta, let me know. I'll help in a heartbeat. And if not, I will still set something up with the, with the people that love the brand, the legends dude in 24 hours, I got, um, an interview set up and everything. They were like, you should jo- you should be a part of the fam. And that's, that's it. awesome. Well, so for me, I'll tell you how I got linked up with them. A buddy I know in Chicago knows the guys uh, through the hockey circle out there. It was actually really funny because probably since I was 18, I've always used protein powders, pre-workouts off and on. And um, really was just kind of like in the mindset that no supplement is really better than the other. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't until... Uh, this was such a mistake, but it's kind of a funny story. So I had ordered a tub of protein powder, a five pound tub off Amazon. I literally opened it up when I received it. I took one sip of this protein. I literally spit it everywhere. It was either, <laughs> that's so gross. It was disgusting. It was absolutely vile. And I don't know if it was like just bad protein, like it had expired or it was just bad in general, but never in all my years of buying supplements have I ever been the guy to buy a product, taste it, hate it, and return it. But this was at that level. I I could not drink five pounds of this shit. So Amazon was cool about the return. That all got taken care of. And it was literally at that point that I was just like, you know what? I had been using the ghost stuff for a little bit. And obviously just through the affiliation I had with my buddy in Chicago, and I realized then and there, you are definitely getting a superior product, superior ingredients, superior taste. And I was like, you know what? I don't care if I'm paying a little bit more. I would rather pay for quality products. Yeah. Dan, Ryan, everyone at headquarters is 100% on top of what ingredients, the formula, everything that goes into the product from mm-hmm. labeling, marketing, you name it. And that's why it might cost just a little bit more than other competitors. But you're paying for what you get, dude. Like the fact that we do authentic collaborations with mm-hmm. Chips Boy, Nutter Butter, Sour Patch Kids, Swedish Fish, Welch's. The list goes on and on, man. And it's only going to get better. That's yeah, for sure. Well, and then what I love, too, is how the product line is evolving now with you touched on Gamer earlier. Glow obviously just dropped as well. So there's a lot of other new products that they're coming out with and the greens as well. I mean... I know that I don't get enough greens in, so the green supplement definitely helps. Yeah, um, and uh, if I remember correctly, about like four four years ago is when Ghost launched, and I believe they launched with a protein, a pre-workout, and I think BCAs. So they've just been building on it, and they still have more room to basically just take over more of the industry. We're getting yeah. ready for Ghost Energy in regards to energy drinks and RTVs in the very near future. I saw, I saw uh, the podcast. Dan was on talking about that. I watched it. And yeah, that's going to be a big, big introduction to the marketplace for him. It's a whole new market for Ghost for us. I'm excited about it. Like I know that headquarters wants to do some crazy, incredible things there. So. That's awesome. And then actually, I just got the email yesterday. I'm sure you did too. But something I'm sure the listeners are going to love because a lot of people, they want to know firsthand, how does it taste? What does it feel like if it's a pre-workout, right? So they just sent that email yesterday that they're going to be dropping samples of a lot of their top products. So now, you know, you can 
buy them, sample them, figure out which flavors, which products you like, which I think is really just a great offering. Yeah, I'm super happy that headquarters decided to do this. I would get asked about samples all the time. Um, I would I was more than happy to be able to provide them if they were in my immediate area. Because the only way that you were able to get samples before was if Ghost was at an expo or event, mm-hmm. or if there was a takeover team member in the immediate area, and they were doing their GNC visits, they're doing their thing. So that's how you were able to get samples. But now the fact that a customer can order a sample of whatever they want before they buy the tub and see if that's the perfect protein or product for them. I'm stoked about that. Yeah, I I think it's just a huge opportunity because at the end of the day, people want to know they're getting a good product at a good price. And like we talked about earlier, maybe you are paying a little bit more, but one thing Ghost is always great about, they're always doing great promos. They're always doing good discounts. I mean, you can find a discount code online for almost any product you want at any time so you're still getting probably 20 25 percent off yeah no matter what um the code be seen is always mm-hmm. active for 20 percent. and if there's a certain athlete that you see is doing incredible amazing things um christian guzman max tuning ali bessie um their codes are always active as well so there's some opportunities to even save money at time of purchase i wish i had a code here i'd say link in the description (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know trust me me too but no i i usually use bc and i've got a couple other ones Uh, i'm sure you do too (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because not just from the products let's now talk about the lifestyle aspect of it from just the networking through some of their athletes affiliations in so many different places. I mean, you've got Brooke Evers who's world renowned for DJing and so well-traveled that it's just the people you get to meet and the people you can interact with through ghosts has been phenomenal, right? Yeah. Brooke Evers, Stafford brothers, the recent signings for ghost gamer in regards to online streamers. We just signed like a top 1% call of duty game player in the world. There's some serious people that are getting on board with the team. That's just diverse. That That's really awesome. And I love to just kind of breaking into that niche as well, because it's something that no other company is doing right now. Uh, yeah. I, if I remember correctly, I remember, um, gem zape she got on board with ghost and she was originally streaming once i saw that she was brought on board i'm like all right i'm thinking 10 steps ahead i know what's coming like the second that ninja got a bag for what 10 20 30 million yeah i'm like this is something that companies sports nutrition are going to be looking at seriously in the near future and ghost just jumped on it you know it's funny you just touched on streaming and one of the arguments that's like big right now And I saw this beef online recently, streaming versus YouTubing. And I just kind of want to like, as a content creator yourself, what do you think is harder? Do you think live streaming is more difficult versus creating YouTube content? I think with YouTube content, you have time to think about what you want to do in Mm -hmm. regards to that content creation. You have time to edit it for it to be as perfect as you want. And this is not anything towards um, against YouTubers. Like they're awesome at the end of the day, but streamers are doing their thing in their specific sport, right? Whether it's Mm -hmm. Call of Duty, whether it's Fortnite, you name it. And they're live to all of their followers or subscribers so if they're having a bad game bad match you're gonna see it you're gonna see it when they win in their glory and it's like right then and there there's no delay in regards to when is the next episode coming up so i don't know like at the end of the day i think streaming might be a little bit harder 
both are still badass. Yeah, it's such a good debate right now because I know like doing things live is always really, really tough. And if you're someone who maybe has no filter, so you cuss a lot and you have to edit yourself, kind of like me on my YouTube channel, uh, <laughs> it really does help when you have that time where you can set up what am I filming? How am I creating and telling a story? And how am I going to edit this so it comes off hopefully in the right way? So yeah, I think with the YouTube aspect, you do get more of an opportunity to kind of edit yourself. We're streaming. It's just once you hit live, like you're in it. Yeah, that's it. So with that being said, I know that you've got Content Inspire. So let's talk about that for a little bit. We haven't touched on that subject. Okay, so Content Inspire is my podcast now. It originally started off as like an IG page for me sharing photographers and and, uh, videographers. But I basically was just there like, you know what? I'm not going to limit myself in a box of what content creators I can share out there that are inspiring to me. So literally, I've just been reaching out to fitness influencers, entrepreneurs, people that are just killing it on social media, man. And now it turned into a podcast where I'm able to talk about the post about them, the interviews that I've been doing with them, stuff like that. And now thanks to you for showing me how to add guests on Anchor, (laughs) guess what? I got you. Some stuff is going down very, very in the near future. That's for sure. Big shout out to the Anchor app. I honestly love it for recording these podcasts. I think it's one of the best and easiest apps to use. This is not a sponsored ad. This is just me showing some love. (laughs) That that should be a sponsored ad. Man, I'm just there like, I have the app. Can I download it again? I might have to put an ad in here now, but it's free to use. Uh, It's very (laughs) (laughs) easy. Oh, no. But no, I seriously, I was put onto the app by a friend of mine. She was doing some podcasts. And what happened was is typically I do my cardio sessions in the morning, Monday through Friday. It's just a great way after breakfast to help my food digest and get some fresh air, kind of collect my thoughts and align my my feelings for the day. And so I always Mm -hmm. try to listen to a podcast. And when a friend of mine sent me the podcast, I listened to it. And not only was her content so on point of what she was talking about, but the quality was was so good too. And I was like, how did you do this? Where are you recording it? What studio are you using? And she goes, I did this off my phone, bro. And I was like, game changer. Yeah, my experience with Anchor, I actually saw it like last year. And I ended up like, I think like what, March? A, a, a friend of mine invited me on his podcast. And then I think at the beginning of this month is when I finally just said, F it, dude, I'm starting. And I found I found my voice like you don't know how many people don't take that first step because they're afraid or they don't know or they think like it's a whole different, like harder process than it has to be. What do you think held you back for so long? Because for me, I think it was time. And what I mean by that was I had so many other things going on in my life that although I was passionate about creating content, I just didn't have the time available to to necessarily invest into making good content like I wanted to. But once the pandemic hit, for me, that was when I really shifted my focus to saying, now I've got the time, I'm going to use it to my advantage. Um, Maybe it was just the um, fear complex in regards to putting myself out there in a completely different way that I've never done before. I could put myself on YouTube, no problem. I could 
myself on Instagram, no problem. But I think I'm podcasting. You have to go a little bit deeper you know, in, in my in my honest opinion and, and everything that I've experienced with it so far. Yeah, I think that a lot of times with some of the other platforms versus a podcast, it is going to be a lot of surface level. I think in the podcast obviously gives you the opportunity to dig a little bit deeper. And like you just said, touch on some things at length that maybe you wouldn't in those shorter formats. Yeah, exactly. When you said fear, you know, was it the fear of you not having your views perceived the right way, fear of your content being judged? What was the fear that you had to overcome? Because we all have those hurdles when we put ourselves out there. So... No matter how I portray myself on social media, I spent many, many years not going after my dreams, whether it was through self-doubt or stating that I was never good enough, you name it. Um, it was only like 2018 is when I broke away from that, but it's still always there, present, like in the back of my mind, like, do you really want to start this podcast? <laughs> do, you, do you think people are really going to listen to you? Stuff like that. So basically, I made those not so nice ideas and all that fun stuff go away. And I just dove in. That was what prevented me from starting the podcast in October of 2019. So once that went away, and I went all in with my confidence and who I am as a person saying F that I am good enough. And people are going to listen to my opinion and who I am my story. I just basically, like I said, I went all in. I love it. I think for me, what my mindset has always been is if I can make something that is such quality, it doesn't even really leave room for error or opportunity for haters to comment negative things and have them be valid. So like what I'm getting at is if I make a YouTube video and say it gets 100 likes and one dislike, well, honestly, the one person who disliked it looks like an idiot because the majority liked it, right? <laughs> Yeah. And so it speaks more to what's going on in their life, their character, things like that. So I just kind of realized that, like, I'm just going to keep doing what I love, put good quality content out there. And that way, I'll always feel good about it. So when someone does come and stumble upon my podcast or stumble upon my YouTube channel or my Instagram page, they look back and they see that you didn't just start doing this in August of 2020. You've been consistent at killing it for a long time now. And that's the same story for you. Thank you, man. Thank you for saying that. Well, you know what it is? It's a lot of people, I think, look at profiles, people, and they go, oh, this guy's an overnight success. But like, I mean, I literally have been training since I was 18 years old. Now, granted, not to the level and degree I do now, that's been a couple years, but it mm -hmm. hasn't happened overnight. And I think that's what people oftentimes lose track of. I feel you. How do you feel in regards to like the quality of work that you're putting into your content now compared to when you first started? That's a good comparison. So I think I'm guilty of it. Probably like everyone is, but you ever find yourself scrolling back on like your old Instagram pics and like rereading what you used to post just to like see what your content was like when i first started instagram it was literally just a regular account not anything fitness related mm -hmm. and just posted pictures of me going to raves concerts so i look back on those pictures and I, like I, i'll keep them forever on mm -hmm. the page but then when i really started was like the beginning of last year 2019 i really wanted to step my game up for me like i look back at old content and sometimes it's like 
really tough to look at my old content because I'm like, wow, what was I thinking? Why would I post that? I should delete this. But it's funny because I look back and I just think to myself, if I was confident enough to post it then, it's still fine to be there now. I look at my content now. I think it's a lot more thoughtful. I think that everything I do is strategic. It has a purpose behind it. And I think that is what content is supposed to be. Like, yeah, sometimes it's great just to throw up a random nothing post. And I love doing that. But the majority is going to have that call to action because that's how I leverage the platform. I completely understand where you're coming from in regards to your post having purpose. Like my last episode on my podcast, I said it like my posts are meant to inspire an individual mm-hmm. to go after what they want. And right now the format is like two pictures of me and then one inspirational quote. I got to ask you a question. Your photo shoots from what I've been seeing recently <laughs> as of late, one same location, three different <laughs> angles. And I've messaged you and I'm like, yo, this is so sick. I got to do this. I, gotta do this. <laughs> I appreciate that. And I will happily tell the story behind it. So I actually, I, I'm like, really grateful that you like the look and feel of it i gotta pay homage to ghost obviously because we know Uh, ghost is notorious for the three panels it's a clean look and feel but so to be honest there's a lot of pages i look to for inspiration and a lot of them have a really nice alternating grid view and i really do love that style and aesthetic But I will say, as I'm currently in the midst of season one of my YouTube channel, dropping all of that content along with running, I have two Instagram pages, I have a lot of other clients I do work for, plus my personal training, everything going on, I found that it was really easy for me to start with content creation from the top down. And what I mean by that is come up with, what's my concept for today? Creating content from the top down. If I come up with an idea for what I'm going to film for my YouTube, then I would break down from there saying, okay, while I'm here, let's get a couple photos because you know you need a photo for the thumbnail. Then in addition to that, you know you're going to post something to tease the video coming on, on social media. So it really, for me, was a lot easier when I just said, here's the concept and here's the things you need to capture and create throughout the day to help kind of tell a story and keep the ball moving forward on all of your content. Yeah, I really do like that idea and concept in regards to building uh, content all around that one specific idea. Like you're basically making sure your YouTube is covered, your social media, other social media platforms are covered. And then at the end of the day, you'll uh, record another podcast episode. For me right now, I want to stay consistent on both platforms. So one podcast a week, one YouTube video a week. Definitely going to draw some inspiration from the Nelk Boys because I absolutely love their content. So every season I'm going to do for YouTube 10 videos, take two weeks off from posting. I'll still be filming and creating content, editing videos, but that'll allow me a little bit more leeway to get ahead in the content creation process. Mm -hmm. So then I can go back to focusing a little bit more on the Instagram like we first started talking about because I do love the grid view and I do want to switch back to having my content be a little bit more diverse. So it's not just seeing the same photo three times in a row. And I I want to always be evolving my content as well. So I don't want people to just see something on my page and expect that that's what's next because I think that's what people are starting to assume and you got to keep the people guessing. I like that. I've gotten a lot of messages personally from people saying that they like how my grid looks Mm -hmm. right now, how clean it is. It is clean. Thank you. 
Thank you. I'm actually, I'm pulling it up right now because I know we're talking about grids and yours was pretty clean, actually. You just had a little bit of a, a speed bump in your content creation, if I'm not mistaken. You just had one of your Instagram accounts, like, deleted, right? Oh, dude. Now, now oh, you brought that up? I, I know oh, it's a God. sensitive topic right now, but I had to bring it up because... Obviously, some people are going to go give you a follow and they're probably wondering what happened to your body count. So my phone was literally turning into a brick, basically like little to no data left on it. And mm -hmm. I was just trying to um, make sure that I remembered my original Instagram password. But I had the two step um, authentication on it mm -hmm. to prevent people from um, hacking into the account. So once I got out of the account, right. Instagram said that that they were going to send a message to my phone. They never sent the message to my phone, Scott. So I was stuck outside of my account. Hours were passing by me getting in contact with Facebook, you name it, sending mm -hmm. a stupid picture of me with my face with a code, everything, right? Just to verify who I was. And I had to start a brand new account. I even like hit out. Yeah, I hit up everyone at Ghost and was like, yo, this is what's happening. Like, <laughs> Does guys, anyone know you guys, anyone at Instagram? Hook a brother up. Uh, the fact is on, on my main account, I have so many people, like important individuals work-wise that are following me. I knew starting a new account, that was going to hurt. So I started the new account and then Instagram messages me and is like, hey, we verified your phone number because of the new account. So mm -hmm. we, we turned off the two-step authentication on the other one. What? Like, oh, okay. I'll just go fuck myself. Thanks, Instagram. Yeah, I had to say sorry to a couple of people, honestly, because they were already sharing the new account. And I'm like, damn it. I had so many DMs that people were like, yo, is this you? I'm like, yeah, yeah, don't, don't ask. I know it's a sensitive topic, but I can relate. I mean, I've been there and I've had the, that same thing happen to me on other accounts I've been working on. You've performed uh, action that looks like it's basically they thought I was using software. This doesn't even make any sense. I couldn't use the platform other than to DM people for, I think, 14 days. And it was so frustrating because you go through the process of trying to verify your account and verify your actions and like, as much as I love Instagram, their support system kind of sucks. Yeah, their support system sucks. Like, I'm grateful I got my account back. But at the end of the day, they make it so extremely difficult. And um, I, I remember I posted a giveaway for mm -hmm. whatever brand, right? So I'm commenting, your entries confirmed. And then Instagram blocked it because they thought that I was a bot. How's, how, how does that make sense? You know what? I will say they did do a really good job in the last couple of years of cracking down on a lot of the fake followers, removing fake accounts, and getting rid of a lot of the software and apps that people were utilizing to mm -hmm. grow accounts just in false ways. Because I think that did give a lot of fake clout and false sense of uh, value. Yeah, I would, I would just get on Instagram and I would find a 30,000 follower account with like 100 likes on each picture. Um, with like 10 comments and I'm like, who are you lying to, bro? Numbers aren't adding up. Your engagement isn't there. It's not real. Like this is literally like, yeah, buy fake followers, buy fake likes. Cause then you have to continue doing that to basically continue the charade. And then basically when the big name companies like ghost alpha Lee, 
the smart people, when they look at your account and they're like, there's something wrong here, the engagement isn't real, isn't authentic, you just screwed yourself over. It comes back to if your network isn't real, then your net worth is probably not going to be real either because especially if you're utilizing the platform to monetize products, services, if you don't have real people with real money, you have no real income. (laughs) Yep, exactly. So it's funny though. I mean, I definitely... I know I get tagged in a lot of uh, posts with people who are obviously buying the products and the services I promote. So I'm always grateful for that. And I always share it just, you know, to show that other people are supporting it. But I think that that's what the platform is, is best utilized for if you are using it to monetize is just showing what I do, how I do it, what I love and branding that. That's on point. I I definitely uh, respect that. And at the end of the day, it's like if you have an organic foundation that you built from the ground up, you know, when you hit 10, 15, 20, whatever your goal is for social media, Mm -hmm. it's going to feel so much better because that's people that actually genuinely give a crap about your content and who you are as a person. I think building those real networks is the best way to do it, hands down. So let's switch gears just for a minute. And obviously, with everything that's going on in the world right now, 2020 has been a really tough year. How have you kind of adjusted your normal way of life to live in 2020? So in the beginning of 2020, everything was good, right? And Mm -hmm. then I believe March is when COVID-19 hit. I was working at a hospital at the time. My life just basically got more... um, more PPE, more hours at the hospital, just insane, dude. I would literally only went from home to work, work to home. So near like the beginning of May, I was kind of just losing my shit. Like the freaking staying at home sucked. Work was what, 12, 16 hour days. And I would do like my regular job and then I would go physically check patients in, check their temperatures, ask them if their exposure, so I was being more exposed. I'm just there like, ugh, that was overall not a good uh, experience. Now I'm just more aware of wherever I'm at in regards to working out, going out with my wife, and just my daily routine is just trying to get through this and get get through this with uh, my wife, my family, you name it, and just do mm-hmm. what we need to do. Yeah, I mean, everyone that I talk to speaks on this new normal, right? And I think The most important thing is just finding a way to move a little different right now. If you're in the fitness space, like both of us are, and you were training for a show and your gym got shut down. Yeah, that's going to definitely make it tough for you to, to prep yourself properly. But Mm -hmm. I, I genuinely believe if there's a will, there's a way. And so, you know, you haven't given up. I certainly haven't. I'm just over here grinding probably harder than I ever had before, but I'm also happier doing it than I've ever been before. So it's kind of funny how when the world around you is on fire, you just stay in your lane and find peace. Yeah. I think off the podcast, we've talked about how important the, the, or how much what's like, what's the value of your own peace? Like if it's your peace, it's not worth it. You know what? It's one of those things where you get to a certain point in life and I'm sure you've been there where you realize that time is the most important factor we have and you can't replace time. So I just am at a point where I cannot waste it. So oftentimes my peace is taken away by wasted time. 
And when I see people, places, and things that are wastes of time, I just have to disconnect myself from those so I can continue to, to just thrive. Because otherwise, what do they say? Misery loves company. You definitely got that right. How's it been out there with the gyms being open? Have you still been able to train and stick to kind of your normal routine? The gyms in Georgia and Alabama were still open. So I was still okay. able to do them uh, during this whole, once I finally felt comfortable and was like, I need to go back to my regular routine, my schedule. Mm-hmm. And then once I got to Indy, only difference is face mask is required in the gym. That's it. So I still hit my gym. I still do what I need to do. And I'm looking to compete next year in 2021. Is that going to be your first show? That'll be my first show ever. Like I've oh, always thought. It's the best always, feeling. Yeah. I've always thought that I've always had a little bit of a smaller frame to get on stage, which that might be true in reality, but I still want to just get on stage, get shredded and just have that experience. It's all about the journey. I mean, I remember my first show and just that moment where you're standing on stage and it literally all of your hard work for that moment, it is the best high I've ever experienced in my life. And before I even walked off stage from my first show, I was already thinking, I can't wait to compete in my next one. Damn, I want to feel that hands down. You're competing against other people, but I really do believe that it is a you versus you type of situation. Now, granted, when I show up backstage and I'm getting my first coat of spray tan on and I unzip that hoodie, you better believe I want every other competitor to look at me and say, that's the winner. But I also know as long as I genuinely put in 150% of my effort into that prep to bring my best, I'm never going to be disappointed with the end result. Respect, dude. Do you have a show in mind for next year? Or I do. I'm kind of crazy, man. I guess I've been on prep for a while. Um, I stay really strict with my regimen for my diet, my training. So if the countdown were technically beginning, I think I'm about 16 months away right now from the national show I'm shooting for in 2021. So fingers crossed, keep growing, keep building, and hopefully the package will be uh, worthy of a pro card come 2021. So you're telling me that I'm going to have one more friend that's an IFBB pro? I hope so, honestly. I mean, my whole thing is from start to finish, by the time I compete in the show, it'll have been about 36 months for my fitness journey. I think I'm ready mentally, physically, and that's it. Once you Once you make the decision in your mind and you commit to it, That's all it takes because now there's nothing that I want more other than creating the lifestyle I am. Wow. We went deep there. You know, it's funny because when you and I talked off the podcast, I kind of knew as a fellow podcaster, we were going to be flipping questions back and forth. So I actually am really enjoying the conversation today. Okay, good. So as far as your show, have you picked out a date? Do you have any specific show in mind? I want to go like big in 2021 and i've always said it like i want to not only attend the summer shredding competition but i also want to compete so i'm not going to do this year's but next year 2021 Mm -hmm. summer shredding and that's a great show obviously a lot of big names are involved with putting that on but also i mean the competition there because of you know uh christian and alphalete and everyone else who's involved with hosting it 
the competition from what I've seen is pretty stiff. So it should be a great show. Yeah. I know like two or three people that are going to go to summer shredding and compete this year. Basically, since I'm a huge fan of alpha Lee, um, as a clothing line and brand and everything, um, all the old winners that won last year, previous winners, I talk to them mm-hmm. all the time. And I think that show is a great opportunity as well because of just who you're getting the opportunities to network with. I hate to say, even if you don't win, it's still worth going. But you know what I mean? Where it's like, even if you still show up, you still just place well, you bring a great package, it's worth the experience. And that's what I always try to explain to people where, yes, it is about the win, but it's not about the win because just making it to that show is the win in itself. Yeah, no, I completely respect that. And the fact that I would be there with um, my ghost family, um, no matter what happens when I get on or off stage in 2021 Mm -hmm. at Summer Shredding, I'll be happy, dude. Man, it just gives me chills even thinking about it because I remember uh, my last show, San Diego, my my parents couldn't be there. And (laughs) I actually, I got off stage. The first thing I did uh, was I went back and I FaceTimed them and I think I broke down in tears of just joy because I knew the next show was going to be for my pro card. And I was just so happy that they've supported me along this journey the whole way that just to be able to share that experience with them was the best feeling. That's so awesome that you have their support and that they're uh, in your corner and all and everything that you do, bro. I think that's what I notice about a lot of people who are on that same grind that we are is they have a lot of the same motivating factors, a lot of the same whys that drive them. You yeah. asked me early on and I'm going to flip it on you. What, what would you say is your why? My first one is my mm-hmm. own happiness, like living in all those years of like me not pursuing my dreams and out of fear, whatever BS, if it doesn't bring me happiness, I'm not doing it. Two is just making sure that my marriage with my wife that she's happy that i'm doing everything that she that she wants and needs out of a husband a partner best friend Mm -hmm. you name it and three is just making sure that my family is taken care of i love it i gotta ask if you're gonna have a cheat meal what is it what's your go-to my go-to cheat meal everyone's got one um a medium rare burger with like maybe like two eggs on it that are like runny so that when i break into it it's like the egg yolk just breaks and then fries and boom that's it that's like my cheat meal the burger and fries is is like definitely number one because i know i shouldn't be having it but you know how it goes if you do it properly around your training split and with you know your other macros that are in your diet you're gonna get the benefit from it so i always make sure to kind of schedule that cheat meal so i can kind of use it to my advantage in the gym the next day yeah, totally. Number two for me, though, if it's not going to be burgers and fries, it's got to be sushi. See, I love sushi, but my wife doesn't eat any fish oh, at no. all whatsoever. Nothing, because she grew up in um, Illinois. Okay. So the fish out there really isn't, I guess, from what I was told. Maybe she's just not telling me the truth, but she's telling me that the fish out in the Midwest isn't as fresh as it is like in Florida or at least like in other areas of the okay. U.S. So she basically just never got into fish. So if I'm out there, I'm not going to, I want my wife to kiss me. So I'm not going to be eating some fish. So I just basically now, now I just eat steak and beef and all this crazy stuff. 
it is what it you is. You know what? Who doesn't love a good steak meal? Yeah, no. Oh, as long as as long as it's cooked properly, because I, I ain't about that. You know, medium. I, I I remember one time I was at a restaurant and they brought me out a steak and and this shit I cut into it and it was literally gray, like the most no it, the most overcooked steak I've ever seen in my life. And I, I remember I I had sent it back. I hate being that guy, but I had to do it. I send it back, and mm-hmm. the server looks at me and she goes, she goes, oh, it's just the lighting in here. And I started dying laughing. I go, sweetheart. There ain't no two ways about it. It is not the lighting. That steak is gray. It's not the lighting. Yeah, I can't oh, believe she said it, it's the lighting in here. I'm like, wow, that's that's the wrong answer. Like, like normally, I think um, people within the service industry, I give them the benefit of the doubt and all that fun stuff. But if I order something and it's not right, hey, send it back and make sure it's right. Uh, that because if I'm gonna go out and eat somewhere, and at least make sure the food is on point. And you know, if you're like me, you're picky about kind of what you eat because you're just conscious of what you put into your body. So going out to eat sometimes, mm-hmm. not like it's a challenge. I just am very specific in the things I will and won't eat. And so it's like I was at oh, Chick Fil A, love hate relationship, right? The only time I hate Chick Fil A is on Sundays when they're closed. <laughs> <bro. laughs> well, I was gonna say that is definitely part of the love-hate relationship between Chick-fil-A and I. But the last time I was there, they completely messed up my order. Hadn't eaten all day. I was so hungry. And I got home, and I realized the order was messed up. And hungry went to hangry. And, yeah, it was not pretty. No, not pretty. Do you think Do you think COVID-19 has brought, like, the customer service standards down at Chick-fil-A? I oh. think customer service is down all across the country right now because of COVID. I think people are utilizing it as an excuse in business these days. And I hate to say that it's not valid because it was valid the first couple of months. But now that we're, you know, getting towards the latter half of the year, if you haven't figured how to move around and still function to some degree of the new normal, then you're not doing it right, period. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, customer service just ain't what it used to be. Sorry, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I'll, I'll be more than happy to uh, go to Chipotle instead. It's only like 8.30 in the morning here and you're making me hungry. <laughs> so what's next for you with everything you've got going on? Because obviously the sky's the limit. So what's next for me, just build on my current experience right now, being within the Ghost family and the Ghost Takeover team. Another goal after that is I want to be a part of Alpha Elite whether it's an ambassador or athlete status. And after that, literally just make sure that my content is like A1 and just enjoying life, my man. I love it because I think we literally have like all the same goals right now. Well, Ghost Ghost for me is the best supplement company in the world. And the fact they make apparel and other things, it's a plus there. Mm-hmm. Alpha Elite for me for gym wear or going out wear is on point. Plus... Alpha Elite Gym, Alpha Land. That's literally going to be like the Disney World of Fitness in the U.S. I know. I can't wait to train there. Plus, like, if I ever do have a chance to be with Alpha Elite, which that's the goal, I'm going to just tell Christian or whoever's in charge of the athletes, just keep everything that comes in with my code. Just pay for for me to go out to every single event that's sponsored by Alpha League, that's whether dope. it's in the UK, the US, you name it. All I want is just life experience. That, that's actually really just, dope to take the commission you would probably be monetizing from any sales and just reinvest that into yourself, the experiences. That's that's 
really dope. I love that. Yeah, there was one person that I remember, Steve Cook, basically in the beginning of beginning of his relationship with Optimum Nutrition and Jim Shark, mm-hmm. he was paying his way. He was paying his way, and then eventually, with enough sponsorship and codes, he basically was like, "Pay me to go all around, so that my brand as a person could grow even more exponentially." Mm-hmm. So now. He's just blown up to a whole new level with fitness culture, yeah. the app, the gym, you name it. So, shout out to Steve Cook, an absolute homie. I'm gonna be dropping a workout video with him tomorrow, actually, on my YouTube channel. But hands down, just the nicest, most humble guy. You know, he's only a couple of years older than me, but what he's achieved in the fitness industry, the amount of people's lives he's changed and influenced. I mean. The guy is just an absolute legend. So, yeah, big shout out to Steve and everything he's done in his career. Yeah, I remember when you sent me that screenshot <laughs> of, of you saying, like, yo, look who I'm working out with. And I'm like, can I talk about him? On the I was like, nice little plug, nice little setup. For yeah, you. yeah, you did give me a layup on that one. It was crazy how that whole thing got set up. But really, again, just going back to the power of social media, Steve and I have a very good mutual friend in a gentleman named Patrick. And... So Patrick and Steve were in town a couple weeks back and they had seen one of my other YouTube videos of a gym I was training at. And so they reached out to me and just said, Hey, you want to get a lift in? And I was really grateful for the opportunity, not just to work out with him, but to get to meet him, talk to him a little bit, hear a little bit about his mindset and how he's achieved what he has. Because, you know, when you look at the people you're surrounded by who are on that next level, not to discredit them, but there's no difference between them, you or I. And so listening to how they've done it just opens your eyes to how you can do it too. Yeah, exactly. There's absolutely no difference between the person that is in the position that you want to be. They just literally went after it. I honestly believe everything you want is on the opposite side of hard work. It's just, are you willing to do it? Yeah. Well, Andrew, I honestly, man, I'm so grateful we got the opportunity to catch up. And honestly, that just you've become part of my life because you are super inspiring. You are networking with some amazing people. And I just love everything you're doing right now from your mindset, your content. And I'm excited to keep following you on this journey of what you do next. If anyone out there listening is looking for Andrew, tell them where they can find you because I want people to follow you. Go follow his Instagram, go follow his podcast. This dude's killing it. So definitely keep an eye on him. Where can they find you? Oh, thank you, man. So um, people can find me on Instagram at Andrew Calvino Fitness. Um, They could find the podcast on Spotify and other streaming networks such as Anchor FM um, under Content Inspire, all one word. Mm -hmm. And yeah, man, thank you for bringing me on to the episode, dude. This is a badass um, podcast. No, I've, I appreciate it, man. It's just so great to finally have a platform where I can connect with other people. We can share stories, go back and forth like we did today. And it's just so nice to have that experience. So we'll definitely have to do this again because knowing that you're going to be prepping for a show, I want to talk to you next time on the show about your contest prep and what you're going through as you're on that journey. I think that would be exciting. That would certainly be exciting, but I'll kind of make sure that it's on a high carb day. I have a lot of energy. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, let me make sure I got my carbs in me. So I'm not completely depleted on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, man. 
Well, honestly, uh, thank you again for your time. Keep killing it. Guys, go follow this dude. He is an absolute beast. And until next time, peace. Peace.